Life Happens with Ayanda Ali Payne. It's Do Good Donderdag. Hear ye, hear ye, those who are young, those who are young at heart, or maybe just no young people. Ne? Maybe you're neither. You just uh, have a young uh, son or daughter or a nephew or a niece. Uh, Telcom is running a Youth Ignite campaign that aims to enable effortless communication in the May elections. Now, the objective here is to provide a platform for young people to connect, to have conversations, to share views and opinions and insight about youth-related issues ahead of the polls. And they are just around the corner. The 8th of May is like now, now. It's frightening. Uh, Through this initiative, the telecommunications provider believes that newsmakers, content curators and social activists have an opportunity to push through the noise and make youth-related issues a national agenda. Amen to that. It has partnered with economic youth advocate Kaya Sitole, writer and activist Lebohang Masango, scholar Rekhozo Fezi Chigane and a host of other young people to make sure that this is for youth by youth. They will be tackling and providing solutions to issues that affect young people in the country. Issues like unemployment, poverty, uh, inequality, a lack of quality education and other socioeconomic challenges. You know, the list goes on and on. We have the youngsters with us in studio. A very good afternoon to you all. Thank you so much for coming. Yeah, thanks for having us. Mm. So I've used a lot of big words and higher grade fancy English, but in a nutshell, what exactly is the campaign about? What are you doing? Libs, I'm going to start with you. Okay, so what we're doing is speaking about how um, Telcom is basically facilitating this communication for young people to have these conversations that we have already been having. And obviously, um, as we get nearer to the elections, you know, it's reaching a boiling point. Everyone wants to talk about which party is going to be the party to um, essentially make our country better. And so we're like igniting those conversations about uh, which parties are making the country better and of course how young people can add their voices to um, to the political situation in the country. Yeah. Kaya, yeah. how do you do that? So, so how do people get uh, in touch with you and, and engage with you in these conversations? I think the key thing of course is that we really have identified that there is a disconnect in how young people engage with the political process and of course this is really just part of the waning legitimacy of democracy that we've seen throughout the world. So of course a lot of young people feel that, look, we're able to do particular things and get particular outcomes without having to go and cover a ballot box so perhaps that's not the one system that we should be endorsing. But of course the key issue here is that there has to be an, an acknowledgement that the electoral pe- process has a particular legitimacy. It's very important in getting the most pervasive outcomes out there. It shouldn't just be single issue based. It should be a matter of how do I get the country forward. So that's really what the telecom campaign is all about. So of mm-hmm. course it is the age of Twitter. So the first thing that one must do is search for the hashtag. You're going to find us there and soon enough we will be launching a portal which will then enable people to actually then contribute to the conversation. And in contributing to the conversation then that shapes what it is that we'll be engaging on as as we deal with, as we meet up with young people through media platforms and various such structures, so you're going to see that happening a lot over the next 12 days up until the general election. I love it. Now, the danger, I suppose, with doing things online is that uh, there's an element of exclusivity. You know, there's always that concern of what about young people in rural areas? What about young people who may not be affluent and cannot afford cell phones? Is that a myth that maybe some of us have, or do you think that accessibility is not a problem at all? Um, I most young people able to engage with you in this manner at 
Yeah, no, I think there are n- numerous different channels that we're going to use. So Kaya mentioned the portal that we will be launching and announcing quite soon, and that will give access to people directly on their phones in a very basic manner. You don't have to have the new iPhone 10 to be able to communicate your views. We're making this available to people immediately and a back and forth. So it's not just, oh, I'm going to put my views back out into the world. It's the idea that we want to hear your views, we want to hear your arguments, and then we want to repurpose it. We want to make sure that you feel heard. We reply back to it. We'll go onto other platforms and say, well, we heard this view in the, from Sibongile uh, from the Free State who has this particular issue and we want to elevate her voice and echo it across multiple different channels. So we will try to be as accessible as possible to as many young people because then what's the point? Mm-hmm. So for me then the next question is once you've gotten the information you did mention that you'll repurpose it uh, but what what in essence does that mean? You know, after this campaign uh, what becomes of, of these opinions, of these views? Does this uh, campaign wrap up and end and you think this has been lovely or is there a, a way in which you can maintain continuity i think oh, anyone yeah <laughs> can anyone in. can answer yeah the key thing of course is that these types of conversations are not something that should happen once every five years yes. so what you're really trying to use is to use this momentum heading up to a general election where of course politics is topical to then say well actually there are ways where we can keep having these conversations even just beyond the ballot box so i think for us it's really a question of leading uh, even uh, leading up to youth month to say <laughs> how do we then uh, elevate the type of issues that we're going to identify it is a very short time frame 12 days yeah. but of course it will give you access to very important insights into what young people are thinking about and of course we're then hoping that through telecom and its support we'll then be able to then keep reintegrating those conversations into really just the social fabric of our country so I think for us it's really just the big long-term game of saying how do you then keep ensuring that these conversations are not forgotten as soon as we are announcing a president a day or two after the general election how do you make this central to the daily conversations that South Africans are having Mm. and so far you know in your maybe research or or in your engagement with some of the young people in the conversations that you're having among yourselves, what are some of those common points that just keep resurfacing, those bugbears, the gripes that young people have that um, are really at the forefront of their minds, some of the issues that are pivotal going into these elections for young people? I think young people are really concerned about gender-based violence uh, and because gender-based violence isn't just confined to women, um, it, it affects people of the queer community, but also violence is violence and our inability to contain violence has really um, ravaged our country at all levels. And so that is really a major concern. And of course, unemployment is a very big concern, access to education. Uh, personally, you know, literacy is concerning for me uh, because we constantly receive reports of how bad we're doing as a nation in terms of literacy levels. Um, so I think going into the elections, um, the kind, the, the parties that can really speak to those issues and really give us a way forward um, would be really helping us. Yeah. Um, are young people eager to engage with politics in particular, uh, the democratic processes that include voting, or are you finding that a lot of them are apathetic? You know, it's easy for us to say Model C kids or this grouping or that grouping or the ones that have access to SAFM, you know, will come and air their views. And then we think, oh, young people are engaging. This is wonderful. You know, this (laughs) is great. But is this a true reflection of what's going on on the ground? Or are you finding that a lot of young people are apathetic and they're like, I don't know. Mm. You know, what, what are you 
you getting on, on the ground? Yeah, it really depends on how you define politics, right? So if you say the only way you can get involved in politics is if you go to a town hall meeting or if you submit a paper to parliament, that type of politics, I think the issue that young people have is a trust deficit, right, of I can do this game that you want me to play to change this country, but if I don't see it actually changing the country, why would I do it? Right? Why would I get involved in this process? Because people don't trust that the effort that you put in will necessarily lead to an outcome that is beneficial to you. Right? And then the assumption, and we were actually talking about this earlier, so I, I stopped using the phrase youth apathy. Right, because it, it's it's a bit paternalistic. It's the idea that young people don't know better; they're mm. lazy. Mm. It gives all those connotations. Whereas, you're just not interesting young people in the right way. You're not engaging with them in the right way. And when you do that, the amount of energy that comes out of young people to get involved in the political process multiplies tenfold. Perfect example that everyone will talk about is fees must fall. You gave young people an avenue for a way to change this country. When people talk about service delivery protests that happen every single day that are led by young people, it is people saying that this is how I feel that I can get my voice out there. So they might not be participating in these normal political protests, but young people are not apathetic in this country. They are actively engaging, even the ones who come from the Model C schools. Mm -hmm. You saw the type of protest that happened at the, what's it? Pretoria High School yeah. for Girls. Just over the hair. Yes. Over the hair. That, mm-hmm. that is that activism of, I know how to influence this. The trick is, we shouldn't be looking at young people as being apathetic. We should be looking at them as a well of resources, mm-hmm. of engaged citizens. We just need to engage them the right way. Oh, I love it. I mean, for me, when you say youth apathy, you know, you use it as a blanket statement. It's sort of like how people say the media. Like it's this one <laughs> homogenous group, Stratcom. you know, this thing. Yeah, Stratcom, you know. <laughs> so we, we often want to blank, uh, you know, we put like a blanket statement over it and say, oh, young people are apathetic. But yeah. when you look at those who are voicing their opinions the most on the ground, you'll find that many, many times it is young people as well. They're just not engaging in the way that we as the grown-ups would like them to, yes. you know, quietly in their little corner marking an X yeah. on a particular piece of paper. But let's come back to you, Kaya, and speak about the political landscape, right? Um, we can talk about the manifestos, or we can talk about the parliamentary lists, or we can talk about, you know, top six representation of any political party, whatever the case may be. Are you finding that political parties in the country are connected with young people, are representative of the needs of young people, are engaging young people as they should? Unfortunately not. And I think it is a universal struggle. It's not unique to any particular party. And I think the key thing there is essentially the terms of engagement haven't shifted much over the past 20 to 25 years. Now, if you look particularly, if we were sitting here, and this is April 1994, and you look at issues of access to information and the way people interact with not only their political leaders, but amongst themselves, there's been a fundamental shift in the way those engagements are shaped. But of course, it looks like our political system has been very lethargic in responding, in responding really to what the current electorate prefers first to engage in. And of course, I think that is a fundamental limitation. But I think one of the key things that was going to actually happen as part of this campaign is that, you know, when we talk about the people who've got access to resources, the people who tweet do not represent the cross section of South African society. So what you want to be able to say is that how do you actually get information to be much closer to them? And one of the key things that we'll be doing is to then actually engage with young reporters from community radio stations across the country to then say to them, (coughs) well, actually, this is how the system works and get them, uh, you know, to have the type of resources 
resources that they can then cascade into their own communities because I think you and I will probably know that you know community radio plays a very significant part mm-hmm. in really mm-hmm. just shaping conversations around the dinner table so of course what you want to be able to acknowledge is that the people that work <coughs> for those community radio stations probably don't have access to the type of resources that we have currently even now broadcasting at a national uh, radio station yeah, yeah. so of course with Telcom then able to bring the information much closer to where it ought to be and this at uh, the community level I think it will actually be a game changer now whether this is going to translate into a massive turnout on the uh, on the ballot box is something we have to wait and see but it is an effort that is worth exploring simply to say if young people are not going to be accused of being apathetic we should ask the question <coughs> is the system actually responsive is the system representative of them and unfortunately not only is the political system a bit detached from young people but also there's no political party that actually seeks to champion the youth agenda where young people can say never mind who the people part of the, that are part of the political party is these are the issues that matter most to us and this is the one political party that ticks most of the boxes you're never going to get a, pol- a perfect political party that's not going to happen but there should be one that resonates with young people have been struggling to find one you wouldn't think that that's the economic freedom fighters <laughs> no comment <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> a wise man once said nothing at all I, I was caught in a twitter war between figile and julius this morning so i can't comment. <laughs> yes step back from that bomb before it detonates live on air lips let's come back to you and speak now about you know a lot of elders, I'll say in inverted commas, will say young people love, you know, running roughshod, uh, you know, over some of the ideas of the older generation. They'll accuse them of having sold out. They'll think just because Bona, they are zealous and energetic today that uh, they know better than their elders. And I think that's why many a times, I mean, I could be wrong here, but many times, um, either the voice of young people is suppressed because they, they're dismissed for just being, you know, the folly of youth, you know. No, it's just young people. What do they know, etc. Um, I think it was it was Madiba many many years ago who who fought uh, vociferously against his colleagues. You know, saying we should even lower the age of, of of voting for young people from 18 to about 14, if I'm not mistaken. Saying young people know exactly what they want. Give them an opportunity to voice their opinions, and everybody else said no. I mean, 14 or 16 or whatever the the age was is way too young. You know, 18 should be fine. In your opinion. Do young people understand the magnitude of, of, of the vote or the value of their contribution? Do they have the, um, the maturity to know that they are potentially putting a president in power that could make or break the country? And uh, if they are aware of that, are you also of the view that maybe we should look into involving 16-year-olds in voting? Um, definitely. You know, uh, Africa has got the, the world's youngest population. Um, and so it does make sense to then lower the age. Um, I think that respectability politics gets in the way of a lot of things, you know, and young people know what they want. We know what is good for us. We know um, what a, a healthy, functional society looks like. We've got the energy to put these things into place. And so um, lowering that age may be one of the ways to get to there. But I definitely think that it it young people are incredibly special and there's so many different ways for us to be engaged as well. It is a pity that, you know, it's not happening. It's a pity that the intergenerational dialogues as well mm. always kind of seem to reach a stalemate, you know, uh, with people not being able to, to get past particular issues. But yeah, I definitely think that... Um, as Kaya mentioned, with this move into um, the community radio stations and engaging young people from all over the country as much as possible, I think that we are part of something that may start to turn things around. And mm. you did mention the EFF. I mean, I'm really, I, 
I'm in admiration of what they've been able to pull off in terms of getting young people impassioned mm. about justice and impassioned about the conversations about, you know, land, for instance, which is something that we weren't really talking about, um, you know. So I think that, like, yeah, in different ways, we are slowly turning the ship around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And young people are definitely finding better ways to engage at a national level. Mm. Um, very quickly, just from you, yeah. what are you personally hoping to, to learn and impart to others in this process that you're engaged in now? Yeah. I think the thing that I do want to learn the most is oh, reinforcing something. So I've got this assumption that I just want to be reinforced. The idea that young people are active. And young people want to change this country. And I want this process to reinforce that belief because I don't want it to be a belief that disappears from our mindsets. I don't want it to be a belief that young people have given up so much hope that they can't even go out and vote. Um, so this process for me is super exciting because it's going to show a testament that, yes, indeed, young people are engaging. People want to change this country and make it for the better. And for me, that's one of the most exciting aspects of this campaign and it's how far-reaching it could potentially be and i think some of the views that come out especially after elections that idea of how do you hold people accountable beyond may the 8th how do you make sure that these views keep translating into Mm. policy change keeps translating into physically changing the life of someone and i think it's possible um every time someone says this is not you're just pie in the sky ideas i point back Fismus 4 was able to do it. You can even look at the youth of 76. 76, the right? 1980s. There's always a generation every decade, maybe not the 90s, but every decade, <laughs> there's been a generation of young uh, people in this country from 1960, yeah. 1970, 1980 who said enough's enough. Hmm. This is how we will actively change the material conditions of our lives. And I think it's just on our shoulders now to continue that trend. I love it. So when we come back, we're going to wrap this conversation. But before we do that, let's take a quick break we'll also hear from our younger youngins and hear what they think about elections and democracy and then we'll just conclude with closing remarks it is now nine minutes to two life happens with ayanda ali Payne. Look, I know the common perception is that uh, our children are the future. Ne? That's what the song says. But I beg to differ. I think young people are not the future. Young people are the present. They are the now. They are not waiting for an opportunity to get involved. They are involved already. So let's hear from the little ease. And then when we continue, we'll wrap up this conversation. Take a WhatsApp message from Chandra. I see you, Chandra. And we'll uh, get into your particular question in just a moment. This program was brought to you by SABC Education. Enriching minds, enriching lives. I just love hearing from these little ones. Honest, you know, honest opinions and views. And my favorite one is the one who says, uh, when I ask my mommy or daddy about voting, they say my vote is my secret. Yeah, that's very important because sometimes you tell these kids who you're voting for and they hold you to account. Ne? <laughs> They'll say to you, but mommy, you said they were corrupt yesterday. Now you're saying you're voting for them. Oh, mommy, you said they were violent. Now you say you're voting for them. So be careful what you say to these little ones. They are tape recorders and they will definitely hold you to your word. Uh, very quickly on Twitter, Free King Dalingyebo says, how about changing the electoral laws to allow the youth to vote via their smartphones? If you can access your money and SARS from a phone, why can't you vote from it where you are instead of burning young ones with the sun in long queues? 
<laughs> they mustn't be so sensitive now but these young ones they must just be strong uh, Chandra says greeting great opportunity to support young people in their search for a meaningful party to vote for love the energy of young guests on your show uh, my only concern is that Talcom is enabling this project Talcom does not inspire too much confidence in the many South Africans so sorry to add this damper uh, Talcom is not here to speak for itself but perhaps it's a conversation for another day uh, as we wrap this discussion up though very quickly your parting shots of where to now what you'll be working uh, on in the immediate future with regards to this campaign. Let's start this side from my left all the way around. Oh, so I'm not yes, uh, on the left. Kaya, you're I'm, it. Not, I'm not a leftist. Though. You're it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think for us, obviously, it's going to be on these ongoing engagements. We're going to be doing a lot of just sensitizing people to what it is that we seek to achieve. And I think, obviously, towards the end of the cycle, when we get to the eve of the election on the 7th of May, there's going to be a big debate. And the, the big debate is really going to be then centered around what we've discovered in the conversations that you're going to initiate so as soon as the portal is up and available we'll let everybody know and then people can start making their contributions and then it's going to be all systems go you said the hashtag is hashtag telcom ignite telcom ignite label um, yes, and we'll also be creating um, our own opinion pieces around the things that we're most passionate about. So once the portal is up, we'll be able to put those there and people can engage with us. Um, and then we'll have these, you know, back and forth engagements that will also then fuel the content for the big debate happening on the eve of the elections. Love it. Yeah, we're also going to have a video out, another medium for people to engage with. Um, and so once we shoot that video, it will be out there for the public to consume. I think it's going to be fantastic. Um, but also, when you click on the video, it will then redirect you back to the portal. So it won't just be sitting there on your phone, but it will be a tool for people to get engaged with as well. So it's super exciting for us. I love it. I love it. So you heard uh, parents and young Let's get involved. Let's keep the conversation going. We can't uh, leave this uh, country of ours, you know, to uh, other, other other people to just engage in. We must be active citizens. I am one uh, who campaigns for active citizenry, right? Let's not sit back and let things happen to us. Let us uh, put our hands to the plow and make sure that we get involved and get engaged. Roll up your sleeve and participate in any way, shape or form. That brings our time to two o'clock.